Hello everyone, good morning. Uh, it's been a while since I've been up here. I was trying to remember, I know I did one when I was super pregnant with Matteo, but I think I might have done one since then, but I couldn't remember. So anyway, it's been a while. Um, and Katie asked me to preach a few weeks ago, um, and that we were between series, it was school holidays, uh, so I could preach on anything I wanted. Well, that's the worst, isn't it? Like, what do I choose? And I jokingly, like, responded with the Bible. Like, what? Um, So when I sat down to start preparing, I was like, oh, maybe I will preach on the Bible. Maybe not, like, the whole contents of it, but, like, the authenticity of it, um, the the history of it, um, the realness of it. Um, And, yeah, so I was kind of going down that train of thought, but then... Something happened on Monday um, two weeks ago um, that gave me an idea of what I could speak on. So um, after swimming lessons with Luca, um, he's having the lessons, not me, um, I went across to Woolworths at um, uh, Emerton, near where we live, where the swimming centre is, um, and I got some things, got some um, milk was one of them, so I put the big three litre milk at the bottom of my pram and I had a green bag of all the other things that I've got Um, and I paid for my things at the self-serve checkout and I headed out and as I was getting out to the to the doors to the exit of the shopping centre I noticed the milk at the bottom of my pram and I was like I forgot to pay for my milk what should I do we all have that moment, I'm sure, of that it's just so tempting, like, I'm already nearly out, like, it's just $4.50. Woolworths wouldn't even notice. They make millions of dollars of profit every day. I'd much rather that $4.50 in my bank account, or I could get a coffee with it or something. But I couldn't do it. I turned around, and I walked back to the, like, the service desk area, and I told the lady, I accidentally stole this milk. Um, <laughs> It was at the bottom of my pram, and she just smiled and said, no worries, and I paid for it. And at the end, she said, thank you for being honest. Um, Now, I live in a pretty kind of low socioeconomic area in Blackett, Mount Druitt, and there would have been probably plenty of people that wouldn't have gone back, because that $4.50 actually is a significant amount of them for them, uh, living on the poverty line, relying on Centrelink payments, that kind of thing. Um, but I'm fortunate enough that um, I, I don't need to worry about $4.50. I could buy anything I want in Woolworths. And, um, yeah, I can afford bread and milk and eggs and everything. Um, but it wasn't about $4.50. Um, it was about that honesty. Uh, it was about not stealing even a tiny thing like a $4.50 bottle of milk. So that kind of changed um, for me what I wanted to speak on today. Um, I would speak about honesty and how crucial it is uh, in our walk as Christians, in our witness to those around us, to be honest, to tell the truth, to not lie and to not omit the truth either. Um, So I started thinking about honesty or often the lack of honesty. Um, That's been the downfall of many prominent Christian leaders um, recently and throughout history. Um, Powerful people in the church, leaders of mega churches, their downfall has been not telling the truth. Even if they made a mistake, did something they shouldn't have, to keep that mistake hidden, to keep lying. Uh, They keep covering up 
and things get worse, way worse. When it all came uncovered, they lost their job, their reputation, they lost the trust of thousands of their congregation at their church, and they massively tarnished the reputation of the church and of Christian people when the wider public and the media catch hold of what happened. When non-believers who may have been hurt by the church in the past and they're now having their thoughts about Christians even more tarnished. Or maybe people who are looking into this whole Christianity thing see this is what the leaders are like of this church. No thanks. All because of one lie, one secret, one misuse of their power that snowballed out of control. Uncle Ben was right when he told Peter Parker, with great power comes great responsibility. And one of the biggest responsibilities we have is to be honest and truthful. So let's have a look at what the Bible says about honesty and telling the truth and why it's so important for us as followers of Jesus to be honest and truthful, to have integrity in a world that says, just take the bottle of milk, it's fine. Woolworths won't even notice. They charge too much anyway. I've spent thousands of dollars at that shop in the past. I've basically paid for it already. So there's heaps of verses in the Bible about honesty and telling the truth and being honourable. So let's have a look at a few to see what we are to be like, what we're to avoid and the impact uh, that we can have if we go one way or the other. Uh, I had the slides up of the verses, but unfortunately Mac and PC not working together didn't happen. Um, So... I've got them here, so I'll just read them for you guys. Um, If you want to look them up, you can. So we're going to start in Proverbs 19.1, which says, Better is a poor person who walks in his integrity than one who is is crooked in speech and is a fool. So pretty strong words off the bat. This verse tells us how valuable integrity is in a person, more valuable than money or riches, while being crooked in speech or lying makes you a fool. How often do we see movie, uh, in movies, um, or even in real life for that matter, get a lie tangled and end up ruined and foolish? It isn't worth lying. It isn't going to benefit us in the long run. You're going to come undone and you're going to look like a fool. Proverbs 6, uh, 16 to 20 says, There are six things that the Lord hates, seven that are abomination to him. Haughty eyes, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked plans, feet that make haste to run to evil, a false witness who breathes out lies, and one who sows discord among brothers. My son, keep your father's commandment and forsake not your mother's teaching. So this is a good one. This puts lying in the same category as murder. And it's also mentioned twice out of these seven things, a lying tongue and a false witness who breathes out lies. So just don't do it, right? Is it easy for us to lie? Do we slip into lies? Do they start out small or escalate? Do we get into the habit of repeatedly saying lies? Who's ever lied to their kid, if you have kids? Oh, sorry, the park's closed today. Oh, this is spicy, you wouldn't like it, as you're trying to sneak some chocolate from the fridge without them noticing. When there's really no need to, just say, no, we're not going to the park today. Or, this is mummy's chocolate, you can't have any. (laughs) Why do we feel this need to lie? Um, Or maybe to your boss at work. 
yep, that report's all ready to go for the presentation tomorrow, the meeting. When, in fact, it isn't, and now you need to stay up late finishing it to make the lie true. Just say, oh, no, not quite done yet, but I'll work on it tonight, so it's ready for tomorrow. Or, it's not ready, can we push it to next week's meeting? I had other things come up that needed my attention. We always have the choice to lie or to tell the truth. Ephesians 4.25 says, Therefore, having put away falsehood, let each one of you speak the truth with his neighbour, for we are members of one another. I think it takes practice and intentional effort uh, to stop having these small lies slip out of our mouths. This Ephesians section is talking about putting away your old self now that you have been taught about God and have the Holy Spirit and stop living as you were but live in truth and love and put on your new self, created in the likeness of God. Uh, Back to Proverbs again, 16.28, says, A dishonest man spreads strife, and a whisperer separates close friends. Um, I watched a movie called Do Revenge the other day. I don't know if you've seen that. It's just a trashy Netflix movie about um, private school kids, uh, the popular kids who have it all, and how they mess up each other's lives. Um, But you could see how the lies they told to be this person that they thought they were meant to be came unraveled and their true character was revealed. It's kind of like Mean Girl vibes, if you've seen that movie, or probably a hundred other movies with a similar storyline. But we as outsiders watching that movie, we can see the lie and how it might work out for a little while, but then it becomes their undoing. Well, how often does this happen in our own lives? Maybe not in quite the Hollywood drama style of the movies, but they do capture the devastation lying can cause and we see the pointlessness of it all. Luke 16.10 says, One who is faithful in very little is also faithful in much, and one who is dishonest in a very little is also dishonest in much. If we want to be people of influence, uh, if we want to have an impact on people's lives, we need to start with being faithful with what God has given us and build on that as God's kingdom continues to grow. The same goes for if we're dishonest with little things. That will grow into bigger situations of dishonesty. We know that's how humans work, and surprise, surprise, God knows that's how we work too. Uh, we need to practice with small things. Like when you start a new job, they don't make you CEO straight away, in charge of everyone and able to make all the decisions. That'd be a disaster. We start out as the intern, maybe, getting coffee, learning the ropes, seeing how things are done, and we grow from there, getting more responsibility and respect and knowledge, proving ourselves and showing our character and faithfulness. Proverbs 16.8 says, Better is a a little with righteousness than great revenues with injustice. Even if we aren't climbing the corporate ladder or part of a billion-dollar megachurch, we're better off holding onto our righteousness in Christ in little old Penrith, working away in our community, reaching one, one family at a time, if that's what it takes. I don't think there's anything so little about what's happening in this church. Better, than reaching, better this than reaching millions, but sacrificing our, our morals and our faith to get there. 1 Peter 2.12 says, Keep your conduct 
among the Gentiles honourable, so when they speak against you as evildoers, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day of visitation. So this verse looks at the external impact of being honourable, an honest person of integrity. We know inside the church the importance of these characteristics among believers and especially in the leaders of our church. But it's also important in terms of our image or witness to those outside the church. There probably isn't a month go by where a current affair doesn't have a story on Hillsong or some other church trying to attack their integrity, trying to get some story from anything from the smallest error in judgment a church leader has made to big legitimate things that probably should be exposed. Whether we want to be or not, our actions and our lives are under the microscope. And there are people out there just wanting to jump at the chance to bring down the church. People have done some terrible things in the name of God or in positions of power, uh, and they should be held to account. But it comes back to the choice they made to behave in a dishonourable way where they sacrificed their integrity for whatever earthly desire they might have had and whatever lies they needed to, t- to then tell to keep that hidden. On the flip side, when Christians act in honourable, loving ways and honest ways, that can turn people towards God. That stands out as different. I think of the queer community and how so many of them have been uh, damaged by people in the church that have no business commenting on someone's sexuality or gender identity or whatever it might be. Our job as Christians is to love God and love people. How loving is it to alienate people and turn them away from the one God who loves them and has also died from them? Oh, I think Jericho's fallen. (laughs) How powerful would it be if you reached out to someone in this community and let them know that you love them and God loves them and open up a conversation with them? I bet they wouldn't have had many Christians in their lives do that. I bet that would be shocking for them and I bet they will see your good deeds and the heart behind it and that could lead them to glorifying God as well. Leviticus 19.11 says, You shall not steal, you shall not deal falsely, you shall not lie to one another. I mean, you can't really get much clearer than that. There isn't a lot of grey area around this. Just don't do it. There's no exception in the situation um, or that if it's happening, it's okay to tell a small lie or take a small thing that isn't yours. Just don't. This is God speaking to Moses, telling him all the things that Israelites should and shouldn't do, uh, how they should live and work and deal with each other. There's some stuff in there about not cutting your beard or wearing clothing with only one type of material in it that we don't do as non-Jewish people who are living post-Jesus. But there were reasons for these things back then. Um, But the way we should treat each other and treat God still remains. The way we should act with integrity and honesty remains. Let's have a look at our best example, Jesus. How did Jesus show honesty and integrity? Well, there's about a thousand ways he did in every moment of his life. Uh, After Jesus was baptised, he went into the wilderness for 40 days, and while he was there, he was tempted by the devil. But Jesus Jesus showed amazing, perfect integrity to the word, word of God and to his character. Jesus quoted the Old Testament to stay strong and show faithfulness to his mission as the Son of God. 
when Jesus spoke to all kinds of people who would have been traditionally considered as less than, he spoke the truth in love, and this often caused a stir. I think of the time when Jesus met with the Samaritan woman at the well in John 4. He spoke the truth to her and held her to account and led her to faith, and because of her, many people from that town also believed. Even at the end of his earthly life when he died on the cross, his final words, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Through these words, Jesus teaches followers that faith doesn't mean we have to be the tough guy. We can be honest, even if that honesty reveals fear, pain, and weakness. So in our actions with others and in our own character, we can be totally honest to the glory of God and to be a faithful witness to others. Um, Mark 10:19 says, You know the commandments. Do not murder, do not commit adultery, do not steal, do not bear false witness, do not defraud and honour your mother and father. So we do know the commandments. So let's head out this week and not only not do the whole murder or adultery thing or try not to rob a bank, but let's do better. Let's practice building our honesty and integrity to a point where people around you notice. They notice you standing up for what's right and just in God's eyes and not just going with what's acceptable in the world's standards. So take the milk back to the shop to pay for it, but also be honest in your relationships with your spouse, your kids, your employer, your neighbour. There are opportunities around us every day to show honesty and to build our integrity and have an honourable life that people respect and are shown some of the character of the God we follow. Let me pray. God, thank you for your word and for the way that it uh, teaches us and uh, explains to us how we should live, uh, explains uh, how our hearts should be. Uh, we pray that uh, we can grab hold of this this week uh, and we can uh, step out and not um, follow the ways of the world but be different and uh, be faithful to your word. Help us to have honesty in our own hearts and to confess anything that we need to to you and know that you have forgiven us. God, help us to um, yeah, be honest with those around us, to have integrity, um, to be people that, um, that love and respect others and um, be people that um, will show your light to the world. And I pray that, yeah, you will help us to do that. You'll keep that in the forefront of our minds this week um, as we go about our days, um, as we do our small errands, as we have big conversations with people. Um, I pray that you'll be with us in all of those situations and go before us. Amen. Thank you.